Well, hello, hello, broads. Wanted to hop on here before we get into this episode. The past three weeks now, we've been dropping some of our past favorite episodes. Uh, Becca and I have only been dropping one new episode per week the past few weeks because of the birth of Becca's second child, Franklin, um, except this past week. This past week, we had to drop a JoJo recap as well, so exception. But uh, starting officially next week, we'll be back to two episodes, uh, two new episodes uh, a week. And we have some amazing guests and conversations coming up. But we couldn't bypass this episode. We really, really, really wanted to redrop this episode that we recorded in November. And we had the honor of sitting down and talking to Jiminika Eborn, aka Trauma Queen. Uh, we had an incredible conversation with Jiminika. And Jiminika is actually a comprehensive sexuality expert and trauma specialist. And I just wanted to give a heads up before we get into this episode um, for anyone listening that we do want to give a trigger warning. Um, Sexual violence and trauma are discussed, but I highly recommend listening to this episode if you can and checking Jiminika out on her other platforms. We've included them in the episode notes and, uh, Let's get into it. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hey, Broads. Hi, Broads. Happy, when is it? Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, you're listening Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday or whatever day you happen to be listening on. Yeah, I hope your week is wonderful so far. We're about to make it better, I think. We're about to get into I know, I some know. good shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. So let's talk a little bit just about how you came upon this lovely guest and well here's the thing after we had evian on the podcast uh well becca suggested evian and i then started to like dive in and research and listen to her podcast and i was just like i'm obsessed these are so many things genuinely and we've talked about this that i feel like being raised in a bubble that i am like girlfriend i need to make myself more knowledgeable knowledgeable about certain things and she just started opening up stuff that i had no idea whole worlds, about whole worlds and yeah. I was just kind of like it's been a couple weeks of feeling a little bit rocked um in good in a good way um and so when I was getting into that I found this special person um via a podcast episode mm. um and your podcast I believe trauma queen yes yes introduce yourself <laughs> trauma queen <laughs> branding always I uh, love yeah this is a birthday present um so my name is Jiminika Eborn I'm a comprehensive sexuality educator and a trauma specialist wow yeah we I mean I guess it's been maybe about six months ago we had an episode that came up where um the concept of um, trauma, specifically from sexual assault, um, mm-hmm. was mentioned. And we had so many listeners send us messages um, saying, I need to talk about this. I want to hear about this. And we've been trying to find like the perfect person to come on and discuss this. And I should say right now, a trigger warning for anyone listening. Um, we are going to be getting into some topics um, regarding um sexual assault and um 
So if this is not something that you're general comfortable, violence, general violence, if it's not something that you're comfortable listening to, please be aware. Um, but yeah, when I found you and started watching some YouTube, I was like, this is the perfect individual to come like, on oh, and talk about it. YouTube. Oh, no, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. It's only a, a portion of a small portion of our. Yeah, it's listeners. It's, it's interesting what's out there. Once and this is a random story. One of my old roommates, she was like, "Oh my god, I saw you on Pornhub," and then walked out. I said, "What? What? what? Hello, come back. Who do I need to sue?" <laughs> so she comes back, and she was like, "It was just you talking about a vibrator." And I was like, "Don't you ever just say I saw you on Pornhub and then walk away?" She's like, "Wasn't it fun?" Oh I was my like, gosh, you're like, "No." <laughs> like, well, my day's in a tailspin at the moment, so. Oh my goodness. So how did you get started doing the work you do? And like, tell us, can you tell us a little about like your background and how you are where you're at now? Well, first I made all this up, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, so I went to school for, let's go even further back. So I always say, and you'll probably hear this billion times if you listen to my work, that I am a child of trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, trigger warning. My mother was murdered when I was a baby. They found me with her body. Um, And what people don't realize is we don't have the memories, but our body holds on to the trauma memories. From birth. From birth. From birth, things that are around us, even if we don't physically remember them, they're still within us. Um, Which led me to being one, I was raised with my grandparents, so they would rotate, one would be awake, one would be asleep. So I learned how to read early and I was nosy. Um, (laughs) So I did a lot of reading, like I went through their documents, like I saw the court files um, and it made me want to help women because it was a domestic violence case. It made me want to help women before it got to that situation. Yes. Um, before death. Mm-hmm, before death. Um, which people are like, well, I'm like, mm, let's be real. Oftentimes it gets to death before people give a shit. And then, then what? It's over. It's mm-hmm. too late. Um, so I went to school for criminal justice. <laughs> so yes. what happened was <laughs> um, I had got kicked out. <laughs> Fun fact, because you're supposed to go to class, right? Um, sure. Yeah, that little yeah. trap. Yeah. <sighs> so cute. <laughs> um, but what actually changed a lot of it was I was actually raped. Um, mm. My junior year of college, I woke up and someone was standing over me. And it was someone that I had been with beforehand. And that like fucked me. Oh, can we curse here? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, too bad. I already did. That. <laughs> um, and it it led to me like I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell any of my family. And I was just like figuring it out, navigating it. And I was like, mm, alcohol. So it was a lot of drinking and partying. And apparently, you know, again, didn't go to class. Best thing <laughs> that ever happened to me was getting kicked out of school because mm-hmm. I was asking for help. Like I was constantly going to like my counselor would ever be like, I don't think this is right. Like something's like, I have things going on and they're like, let me just help you stay a little longer. And I'm like, no bitch, I need to get out. Yeah. But I got kicked out. Best thing ever. Um, And I became a rape crisis counselor and I opened a vintage clothing store online. I'm a Gemini. I was going to say, I saw this. Libra, Aquarius, Gemini. Gemini, so air a lot in of the cancer in my chart. Oh, yeah. So, so people are like, that makes sense. <laughs> At first, they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Happy sad." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like rape crisis and vintage clothing. <laughs> yeah, <Such a> gem. <laughs> I know, I know. My parents were like, "What the fuck?" Is there, I guess. Um, how did you get start? Just yeah. sorry to interrupt. How did you start being a rape counselor? Um, how did I find that? I think I saw. 
because during my criminal justice classes, someone came in and spoke. Okay. So I was actually a rape crisis counselor for San Bernardino County. Um, you go through like all this training, which you're like, oh, this is so long. And what ends up happening is if you continue through, then you're certified for a certain amount of time. And so my job was I would go to the hospital mm. with, after someone was taken in. Oh, fuck. Yep. Yeah. So my mom was like, I used to be so stressed. You'd be like, I got to go. She'd be like, where are you going? Ugh. So <laughs> I would be after the police. I'm that first person you meet. And then I would sit with them when they would get their SART kits, which if people yeah. don't know, the mm-hmm. SART kits is where they do the swabs and the testing. And again, you have to retell the story that literally just happened to you. And so that's when I started to realize one that I was good at my job at now that I have, but it was like, it felt like the most privileged and amazing gift. Like it didn't feel like work. Like it was a gift for someone to trust me to sit in that space, retell their story, hold their hand and, you know, just sit and like be as they're again, having people touch them that they don't know, having to recant like the bullshit that just happened. And I had to do a lot of mirror work, like just for my face in general, I carry my emotions on my face and my friends are constantly like, they'll like wait until they'll be like, yeah. And like, look at my face. I'm like, Stop. but like for that, like I had to do like mirror work mm-hmm. to be like, if I heard yes. And then I was gang raped. I had to be like, okay, like how can I support you right yes. now? Versus. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Cause then you're, and then you get mad. Like, because at the age, a lot of the, the women, predominantly women that came in, were the same age as me and the same age as my friends. Mm-hmm. Or it would be like, yeah, I was hanging out with these people and there were women there, but they didn't stop it. And then I was getting raped and I'd be like, everyone needs to die. And yeah. I was like, okay, maybe that, well, no. Like, <laughs> maybe everyone should just get slapped a few times. Like, right. how do I? Yeah, but to be able to not, like, like to stay calm mm-hmm. in that, I can't even imagine. Which also, by the way, I hope people can understand with you just talking about this a little bit. Why women don't, why didn't you report it? Because that's a whole other thing we can talk about. The added trauma of having to rehash and be put through, retell the trauma you've experienced Mm -hmm. over and over and over again and have your body and your mind and all these other things like violated after for mm -hmm. sometimes years yeah and at the end of the day like i mean you go into the emergency room just in general at a hospital and and, and it's a shit show you're stressed you feel anxious it's cold like Mm -hmm. let alone having all that happen i and a lot of the times i don't understand when the police i mean police but like they're not trained in many aspects and especially not to deal with trauma um, and there's a lot of cases where you get to like, okay, I can finally do it. I'm going to go and talk to the police. Well, what were you wearing? What were you doing? Or well, you slept you with sure? him before? Mm-hmm. There's there's so many, like once you start asking those what if questions, you are losing the opportunity to reach a person to support sure. them. Because now they're like, well, fuck it. I shouldn't have been here. And then that spiral, brains are wild and will take over anything mm-hmm. else. Your mm-hmm. thought process will get so disconnected that you could be talking to me and I won't even hear you. Yeah. I'm like, your mouth is moving, but I'm over here drowning. Yeah. And that's oftentimes like what happens when you're like, okay, I can finally do it. Yeah. It's shitty. Not to mention the self doubt that someone's going to experience for so long, going up to the point where they can say something. And then if the minute somebody else starts to doubt or question, you go into fuck it mode. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is oh. why I protected myself for so long. Like, so so that was your, that's how you got into that. And then yep. what happened from there? <laughs> I know. My friends are like, 
okay <laughs> it gets better um so then i was like i'm gonna go back to school i went to school with jesus um cal baptist university oh. yes you went to cal baptist you gotta be shitting me did you <laughs> yes, I, did. <laughs> I don't even i oh my Shut god the hell up yeah yes wow what year i don't know what year was that uh <laughs> i don't remember actually i counted out <laughs> Um, but I went in my mid twenties, 23, 24, 25. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We'll talk. So <laughs> we'll hold each other later and cry. <laughs> oh, chapel. How I skipped. Oh, okay. So we have to take a pause for one moment. Uh, we're at Becca's place and I'm watching the cute twin kitties running around like crazy. And I'm thinking, you know what these kitties deserve? They deserve Pretty Litter, uh, as does every cat owner and cat on the planet. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell, thank God. And Pretty Litter is virtually dust-free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process. Less dust and no fuss. And the dust has been a game changer for my dad and my sister. I've talked about this before. They used to use that old gross litter that was so dusty and it would bother my sister and my dad's allergies so much, but not pretty litter. You're welcome, fam. Uh, Pretty Litter will also spare your sanity and storage space. It's shipped in a small, lightweight bag that lasts an entire month. No more bulky containers or frequent frequent trips to the store. Uh, You don't love dragging out a two-ton bag every few weeks from the store, spilling all your other groceries on the way, and then breaking down in the parking lot to have a moment to cry? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore with Pretty Litter. Uh, But above all else, here's why Pretty Litter is a pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors your cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. You won't find that kind of innovation in conventional litter anywhere. And now that it's getting colder outside, you might be trapped next to a stinky litter box all shut in, hotboxing that gross litter in your home. We say no more. Uh, You can't change the weather, but you can change your kitty litter. Make the switch like I did today. Go to prettylitter.com and use promo code chatty for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code chatty. Oh, it's yeah. Kind of bonding. You got to have yeah. bonding. How did you get there? Have, wow. Um, I got in. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I need to go back to school. So mm-hmm. I wanted to. I thought I wanted. I thought I had to be a therapist. Honestly, I thought I had to be a therapist to do the work that I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I, sh- I should go back for psychology. And everyone was like, yeah, you should. We thought so. I was like, where the fuck were all of you when I was wasting time and money? <laughs> they were like, well, we'll just let you figure it they out. They always come out later. <laughs> always come out later. So I went there. And while I was working there, I started working um, in group homes. So I worked in a group home ooh, group home for male sexual assault. Uh, not survivors. They were actually juvenile offenders. Mm. And so I was like, what? Whoa, bring it back. Like, this is a large population. Yes. Oh, yes. We had 11 houses at the time, six boys in each house. I worked there two years. None of the houses ever went empty. Wow. And I used to be like, what's going on? Again, I'm nosy. I need to know who's around me at all times. I'm reading everyone's files. 
And I'd be like, Are you I... supposed to be doing that? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But some staff like wouldn't read that. Sure. Oh, you're sure. like, you're like, they don't want dark, it to like just like fully spy. I'm like, no, no. Who's <laughs> coming? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. And is this everything, everything from like um, minors who have maybe like molested a family member all the way up to like raping a stranger kind of thing? Yep. Like, this is a, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Predominantly, again, it was like people, because predominantly sexual assault is people around you that mm-hmm. you know. Yes. People are like, it's always a stranger. It is a stranger sometimes. Isn't it mostly not? It's mostly not. Statistically, it's people that are around you that you know you have a relationship with. Yeah. And so a lot of younger siblings, mm. uh, blind cousins, grandmas, excuse me, uh, moms, dad, <laughs> like it's the gamut. And then you would also have the kids where it'd be like, oh, you're 15, they're 17. Sure. Their parents are like, no. Sure. And then the parents report you and you're like, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that gray area that you're like okay age because there's the age of consent sure um but then it's like like is a 16 year old unable to consent with their 19 year old boyfriend like Mm -hmm. the whole other conversation but 15 and below but also then now it's very tricky because two minors technically shouldn't still have sex either it's illegal isn't it? it's illegal yes so you can both be prosecuted which the world this is what we gonna focus on. You can on. both be prosecuted. You can both be prosecuted. Wait, what were you saying about the fifteen and below? So if you what's so the, it's so if you are fifteen and or sixteen and above, anything under, you can be prosecuted. But if oh. both of you are minors, you can still be prosecuted. Like hmm. so, either way, someone's in trouble. Wow. Yeah. Huh. The world. Yeah. These are the laws. Puritanical laws for yeah. sure. That are so, for some reason persisting, but are so tricky with adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, well. When, when, you, when we were talking earlier, like, Brock Turner, trash. Oh, God. Don't even. <laughs> or you want to talk about the judge is more if we're going to talk about trash. Also, trash. Predominantly white men in society. But you have a future. <sighs> yeah, so the Brock Turner case for people yeah, who explain. don't know. Um, uh, Brock Turner was sexually assaulting a woman who was unconscious next to a trash can. There were multiple witnesses who caught him in the act, chased him down, actually, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. tackled and caught him. So this isn't even... This isn't even in question. No, this isn't like some... Yeah, no. Very clear what was happening. Um, he went to trial for it, but he was a Stanford... A Water yeah, polo, pl- a swimmer, swimmer, Stanford swimmer, swimmer excellent I believe. Swimmer, excellent swimmer, excellent swimmer. You know, yeah. it's like really can imp- <sighs> really He's help the world so with hard. swimming skills. So he was. I don't remember what his sentence ended up being, but he ended up getting out like, three months later on good behavior. Three months after sexually like assaulting probation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap but on the wrist. Of course, everyone thing. wants to kill him now. So I mean, that's the that's the benefit of everything blowing up with this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and his father actually had the audacity after like during the trial to say that um, he wrote an open letter saying that his son um, shouldn't be punished for years for um, like a drunk 15 minutes of fun. Yeah. Also his said dad that his, was charming. Also said that his, that his son had, had where he gets it from. His son had had a hard time. He couldn't even eat his favorite food, which was steak. Isn't that devastating for him? Wait, that was stated no, this in was the actually put in the letter. His son couldn't well, eat steak. steak. That's how that's how devastating she he couldn't was. function. She couldn't sleep. She is still struggling. Mm. But not steak. God damn it. So, yeah, Stanford swimmer who gets out yeah. three months later because mm-hmm. but this is this is an ongoing situation. Like there's so many stories that I'm like, dra- I'm just constantly angry at. Well, I mean, 
wasn't that bad. Okay, yeah, we're going to go the answer is yes. There's we're not going to question it. Well, and even if we're just going to hold um, logical equivalence for other people who are spending prison time for other things, for example, black people who are still behind bars for marijuana charges that now white uh-huh. people are profiting from left and right. And we have ads all over the fucking city. For we, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's like if we're going to hold, even if you think it's not that bad, if we're going to weigh against the charges that other people receive for. Yeah. Ba- yeah. It's like. The world is great, everyone. <laughs> and global warming is fake. News, Obviously fake it's news. Fake. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So, so after I went to school with Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and I started I doing love that, that. <laughs> um, I started just going through different mental health facilities. Like every, after the group homes, every two years, I was like, I need to continue growing. Sure. Mm-hmm. So from there, I went to eating disorders. Um, did all of this put a big strain on your like personal space? Like when you're at home, like did, how did this not overtake your life? I don't know. Maybe I'm and, it, and it, and it didn't. Um, no, like I, I learned how to like separate compartmentalize. Yeah. Like my friends would be like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you want to take me to dinner? <laughs> I'm like, I'll receive. Like, I'm not going to say no to a free <laughs> dinner. Down. But <laughs> no, but it, it, you know, a lot of it was remembering that it was a gift and a privilege. Mm. And also everything that I do, I'm also working on myself mm. because again, remember I'm doing all these things. And I still haven't told anyone that I was raped. Okay. So at this point you haven't wow. said anything. No. Okay. And is this a way of you sort of processing through what happened? I guess so. To you? Yeah. My therapist is like, I have never seen someone that processes everything <laughs> so well. You do everything <laughs> just to process you. And I was like, oh my God, all this is about me. <laughs> I am a Gemini. Like, <laughs> turns out. <laughs> turns out. It's just all People about are me. like, you are so selfless. Like the work you do. <laughs> yes. And. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. And then eating disorders and working with women and mm. it was just different levels. But what kept coming up in every mental health facility was rape or sexual assault Okay, that was connected. Even working in the facility. No, after the juvenile sex offenders, I went and worked with teenagers and one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. It was a lockdown, semi lockdown, quote unquote, uh, facility. And like I would go to go to work in Nikes and sweats because it was a hands-on facility and my kids loved to run and we weren't in the safest neighborhood. And so I was constantly like, I was in the best shape of my life, chasing <laughs> after children down streets, around corners, in vans. Wait, I don't understand what the con, what, what, so what, where, where are these children and like, why are they This there? was in Whittier. It was a mental health facility. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we had two different sides. One of them would be like dual diagnosis. Uh-huh. So like, drug addiction and the other side was just different mental health things but what people forget is trauma bonding is real and they're like oh my god you're struggling i'm struggling we know we get each other and i'm like nope 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 everyone's in love yeah everyone oh, says okay. we don't understand they're all teenagers yeah. too yeah. so you get hormones you have mental health struggles you have trauma everyone's like oh my god you get me of course they don't understand us and i'm like oh <laughs> here we go <laughs> It was a lot, but yeah. I saw things like even there, like someone having sex for the first time. And then we've all had sex for the first time. And that's an interesting time after. But having sex with someone, you're in the space of like your living room and they act like you don't exist. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what? I thought we were in love having to deal with that or just yeah. like 
kids running away and then getting kidnapped. We had kids selling other kids for drugs. Like it was a lot to see. And then I went to eating disorders, which I was like, this is a little calmer. And then I was like, oh no, it's not. Mm. But again, sexual assault, sexual trauma. And I was like, this is great. This is great. I'm burning out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So during the summers, I would do jobs that I'd be like, oh, this is lovely. I would do weddings. (laughs) (laughs) I would work. I was a nanny in the summertime. Uh Just like, let me balance. The lighter side of life. Yeah. Yeah, So I was like, this is how I'm figuring out. And like balancing my happy with babies. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, if I blow on you, you think it's the funniest thing in life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You worship me. (laughs) I have a snack. (laughs) You're in. But then I'd be like, go and do another job. Um, And then one day I was like, I think I want to work in sex. And I told my mom, she said, oh, shit, what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know yet. I'll come back. And she was like, I just. (laughs) So again, I was with my grandparents. So they don't have like filters. Mm -hmm. By this time, they'd already had four kids. They were old. They were like, "Okay, just what do you need from us Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I don't know yet. By the way, how supportive and wh- how awesome that you're able to go to your family members yeah. and be like, this is what I'm I doing. I mean, they're constantly like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, do you have a business plan? Yes, I wrote one. Well, shit, do you need any money? No, even better. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then this, they're just like, okay, what does that mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like- What did that mean for you when you brushed it? I didn't it? know. No. Hmm. I didn't know. I was like, sex, sex seems fun. I'm a fan. And it was like, Something that never gets boring and is ever evolving. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I brought it to, I brought it to, to her first. I like that. And she was like, <sighs> there's a lot of sighing and shaking her head, which she still does. <laughs> but it's like, okay, well, whatever. Um, and I went to like, I've read and like tried to find all the people that were doing things. And I was like, this is a thing. I'm going to go to that. So my first big thing, I went to like sex geek summer camp and it was like, people were like what are y'all fucking and i was like well eh, (laughs) there was a sex tent (laughs) Uh, it's a sex dome you could go if you want it but it's literally like education and like meeting people because educators are so far apart and most of us are like making it up doing it on our own and then you're it out as you go literally like people are like oh my god you're so amazing how did you do this i'm like i made this up (laughs) I struggle some days. You just don't see it because mm-hmm. Instagram is curated. Yes. To look like I'm living my best life all the time. Half the time I'm in my bed mm-hmm. with puppies mm-hmm. watching wrestling. Which sounds <laughs> great. That's another version of best life. Yeah, I was so. going to say that's, that's definitely I mean, a part it's of not it. the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah. And I figured I was like, oh, I don't necessarily need to separate my passion of actually supporting survivors and my background in mental health. And also there's very few people that talk about the hard part. Because everyone's like, orgasms, dildos. Right. I'm like, yes, but what if you can't get there? Mm. What about the other part? What about the pre-party? Like, what if you're like, ah, I want that, but that scares the shit out of me. Mm. And so then I popped in. And from this whole background of work, the awkward conversations are my favorite. When people start cringing, I'm like, let's go deeper. Because I also did sex ed with adolescents. And the, you say vulva, they're like, ah. Oh my God. <laughs> Everyone's fainting. I'm like, what? And I'm like, do you have it? 
Great, we're going to talk about Wait, it. By the way, that still happens. Like, I'm I'm back in school right now, and in college, like someone in did a ceramics class oh, with like a vulva looking object, and everyone's like, anytime anyone would make a comment and critique, everyone's like, <laughs> and I was just oh, like, doesn't change, which oh, is fine. My God, when that happens, I'm like, okay, let's laugh, let's get into the awkward, yeah, get it out. Okay, let's get back. Yeah. And they're like, vagina and a vulva? There's two? I'm like, oh. Oh, gosh. Babies. Yeah, that's the classic. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Let's talk. But the hard conversations make me happy. Like, uncomfortable spaces when growth happens. When you're comfortable, you're just like, oh, yeah, I know this. But when you're like, oh, what is this? What's happening? That's my favorite part. And that's when we, we learn. Mm-hmm. Because again, everyone's like lubes and vibrators. I am drowning in lubes and vibrators in my house. <laughs> I just told my friend, I was like, you want one? I have, I have a box in my closet. Uh-huh. Here. You're going in everyone's Christmas stockings this year. Yeah, seriously. People love me for like the secret stuff, like the secret gifts. They're like, what'd you bring? And I'm like, you know, I brought a dick. Oh, <laughs> you know, people are like, I want your gift. Which one is it? The secret Santa. You're just <laughs> white elephant parties. Yeah, yes, sure. white elephants. They love me. They're yeah. like, you brought something, didn't you? And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. They're like, can't wait. <laughs> but it's it's been a journey. And it's been evolving over time to like figure out like what my path was. I was like, sex ed. Great. I love working with youth. But also I'm like, it's switching to focusing more on femmes of color. Mm. Um, Which there's a desperate need for representation on the internet and all other spheres. Yeah. Spheres. And also it's, the oversexualization and it's like, ooh, you shoot a nipple, uh, banned. But if it's a Caucasian pink nipple, everyone's like, well, edgy. It's art. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's a nipple, bitch. <laughs> like nipples galore. They're all nipples. Or thonged photos of white waxed butts. Versus or or even just cis male bodies. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's still a nipple. Anyone can also provide milk. We can we can lactate, and they're like, ah, no, yes, still nipple, like yep. it's literally all yeah. the same. Yep, it's just fatty tissues on my chest. You can also have fatty tissues, <laughs> like it's the same <laughs> stuff. But figuring out, like navigating as I've been doing this, it's like people don't want to talk about the hard stuff. But there's so many people that have been assaulted. Like even when I shared, when I finally told yeah, everyone, I was say, when did you finally? Um. A few years ago. Like, yeah. How old were you? Um, excuse me, how old was I? <laughs> She's phoning a friend. <laughs> I'm phoning, phoning a friend. A friend. <laughs> it was like a few years ago. Okay, I just phoned my best friend. Uh, it was a few years ago. Um, and it was like, I wrote an article first. And so I okay. sent the article to my best friends first. Because it's like when crazy things happen in my life, I'm going to them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I get my support system steady? Yeah, and then people. I went to my parents. Yeah. And it was like, okay, we need to have a talk. My dad was like, ah, I was like, no, seriously, we need to talk to her on TV. My mom, and he kept fucking around. I was like, turn to t- give me the damn remote. <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, well, I'm ready. And I sat down and like, of course, I just started sobbing. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this is, oh, she's serious today. Okay. Cause I, mm-hmm. my family is very sarcastic. That's how I learned how to survive. But, um, and I started talking and my mom who, I was raised my grandparents, but I call them mom and dad. Yeah. She was like, you know, I knew something. Mm-hmm. I read something you wrote. And I was like, I didn't know that they read anything I've ever done. Oh, geez. Yeah. I was like, first of all, when did you learn how to use Google? <laughs> yeah. First question, girl. <laughs> Second, I was like, what the hell is she reading? Yeah. And then I was like, 
I don't have time. Oh shit, yeah. And she was like, you read something and it made me think. And her response was, I just hope you told me before I died. Oh. I was like, oh, this bitch. Oh my. Oh my God. And then she shared a story of how she was almost raped and someone stopped it. Wow. So my dad is in his recliner spinning. <laughs> He's like, I ain't never heard. <laughs> and then he did the typical response. Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell us? Yeah. Well, what you could have told us. Did you feel you couldn't? I was like, you know what? I'm going to respond to you as if I was working with you and you were anyone else. One, it was hard enough for me to navigate. And I didn't want to put that pain upon anyone else mm. or that struggle for anyone else. But also, it's not about you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my mom likes to curse. Um, profanity is her first language, um, followed by country English. So, so she was like, "Look, goddamn it, she is telling us down. She is strong and blah blah blah." And I was like, this is "Such a mess. You didn't got cussed out. This is like supportive." Like, Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, this is great. And it was like one of those moments, and they were like, "Okay." And then she was like, "I get it now." Like I, she was like all your work makes sense more now. Mm. And it was like, oh, finally, everyone's like, you don't just, because my family's like, you know, you do that sex thing. Right. I'm like, what? Stop saying I do a sex thing. Nothing wrong with it, but I don't do a sex thing. (laughs) Um, And so that was like an exhale moment. Yeah. And then I've just been creating rant, whatever I felt like I needed. Again, all my work is really about me. Yes. Like I do motivational Monday and I'm like, what do I need to be motivated <laughs> yeah. for? What do I need to hear on yeah. this Monday? People are like, oh, I just started doing self-care Thursday. I was like, what do I need to do better? People are like, oh my God, I needed grounding techniques. I need this. Yes. And I'm like, me too. Yeah. So this is for us. Yeah. Teaching is the best way to learn, right? It is. Absolutely. It is. And it makes sense why you're doing what you're doing. It is. Like it's beautiful. And again, it's a privilege for people. And sometimes I'm like, let's talk about boundaries, y'all. Don't trauma dump on me. Mm-hmm. Don't just send me thousands of emails that start out real nice. And they're like, oh my God, I love your work so much. Okay, let me tell you my story. And I'm like, nope, nope, no. Thank you for trusting that I can hold this, but you need to make sure that I'm in the right headspace. Of course. Like, what if I am out on a date and I'm like, let me check my email. Ugh. Yep. Or if I'm just at home trying to go to sleep. I don't, you know, like there's a right time and a place. Mm-hmm. Boundaries mm-hmm. are my favorite. Boundaries mm-hmm. and consent. Mm. Oh, BFFs. Do you mind if I speak real quick? I just wanted to say um, yeah. to your dad talking about like why didn't you tell us? And I just wanted to speak to a sec uh, for for people who may not understand this concept. I didn't at one point. I had three friends in high school and college that were raped, and none of them ended up reporting it or mm-hmm. saying anything. And at the first time it happened, I was so angry Mm -hmm. and i was just like what the fuck like we need to get we need to bring justice to this person like come on like do this for the other women you know all that yeah and someone sat me down and told me someone close who had um also experienced sexual violence and said look this person's autonomy when they were violated was taken away from them and what you need to do right now is give that person the autonomy to make the decision about how they're going to move forward with this Uh and that them deciding not to say anything or do anything is their right. And you need to respect that because in this time they need to feel like they have power over what's happening to them after it has been taken away from them. Yeah. And I had never thought about it that way before. And it really, I teach a class about it. Do you? I do. I have a class, uh, how to support a survivor. 
I do it in person. I also have it online. Oh, oh, amazing. You can do it yourself whenever your speed. Um, and I made it like $19 or something like that, just so it could uh-huh. be affordable for everyone. Yeah. Because that is a big question. Like, what if I know someone that's been assaulted? Fun fact, you probably do. There's no what if. Like, it yeah. literally, if we look at the numbers, which they say one in, the numbers are One in so four, skewed. one in three, something like it's that. It's one in three women, um, but that does not count race. Um, women uh, that are not white women have a higher number of being sexually assaulted. Um, and it's like one in eight men, which also goes unreported. Mm-hmm. So the numbers are skewed. Um, and so, yeah, you probably know someone just like you probably know a sex worker. I, you know, it's real. These yeah. are real life things. But it's like, how do I respond when it happens? Or they tell me first, thank you for trusting me. Like literally, thank you for hold, for trusting me to hold this for you. And then what do you need? Don't start being like, okay, well, I saw an episode of Law and Order SVU <laughs> and this is what Stabler did. No, that's a TV yeah. show, which is great because the show exists, which mm-hmm. also like motivated me and I wanted to be a detective. Then I was like, your burnout rate is real. Yeah. Um, but like, listen to them. Like, and I always tell people when you're trying to support a survivor, listen to actually listen versus listening to respond. Mm. And that's also just like a life, life thing. A life tip. Yeah, seriously. Like, hey, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's not about you. But yeah, just listen to them and be okay with, I don't know what I need right now. Because a lot of times brains are spiraling and they don't know. But let them know when they do know that you're there to support them and they can check in with you because you are a safe space. Literally, so easy. Mm-hmm. Don't, okay, well, I saw and I heard and then this. But what you can do is go do your own research. There's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of information. Uh, Rain is great. There's tons of stuff on Rain. Find an educator that does the work. You can pay them. They've done it for you. I'm also still in school. Ugh, I've been in school my whole damn life. Um, again, I, <laughs> Even though you hate showing up for it. So there's that. <laughs> online. I do it online. Oh, you know. see, that's the Do hack. it from bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I went to school to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah, y'all got a lot of rules. I don't want to be a therapist. So I have three, three classes to be a therapist in a whole bunch of hours, which in all my work I've done five times over. But I'm in school. I have two classes left uh, for my master's in health psychology. Oh, wow. Okay. Because again, we hold trauma within our bodies mm-hmm. and that can lead to other illnesses. And doing all of this, people are like, no. Nah. And I'm like, yeah. A lot of like the things we hold in our bodies can like, can become cancer, can become yep. ulcers, can become these things. And people are like, oh, shit. And so my going back to school was like, how can I better help the people that keep showing up because they believe what I'm saying? And I'm like, cool, cool. How can I support you better? Mm. I mean, it's a lot of money. You know, if you want to go back to school, <laughs> pray on it. <laughs> Talk to people. <laughs> A financial um, counselor, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> oh my Thank God. you, financial aid. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I got I got over a hundred grand in debt, and I was like, oh my god, I feel so American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, so funny. We were literally just talking about this our last recording about, it, about yeah. college debt and like the Oof. norm of being in debt. But also, you don't have to go to school. Yeah, 
We were like, exactly what we were talking yeah. about. Like for certain things, yes. If you're a doctor, please take yeah. that ass. If you're a surgeon, <laughs> to all of thine classes, take notes. <laughs> if you are going to operate class. on my body, please. Do you're going to tell me how to do certain movements, <laughs> yes. physical therapy, all these. Please pay attention. <laughs> attend take every class. But like a lot of us that do sexual education haven't done formal like, education because it also doesn't exist. Right. And they're like, well, what are your credentials? Um, <laughs> a lot That's of people are like, insane, uh, right? That, that, that yeah. a lot of it doesn't exist, but there's a lot of certification programs. People are like, what certification program do you go to? And I was like, uh, my bachelor's in psychology, uh, this master's, yeah, sure. uh, all of my <laughs> uh, grad school classes overall, but also like I go to seminars, I go to trainings. I reach out to other people that have been in this field a long time yeah. and like navigate that way. But a lot of it is like also common sense. Sure. Like if you really think That's about not it. That's so common. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I elevate um, with marijuana on occasions, uh, I get to be like, all this shit is made up. Mm-hmm. Like literally all this shit is made up. Someone made this up one day and was like, we're going to run with this. And then other people are like, okay. Sounds good. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it all comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so if you make it make sense, I'm not make your just, own shit up. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel it. I'm like, hmm, that makes sense. I'm going to continue <laughs> using that. Like people are like, well, how'd you get here? I'm like trial and error. And they're like, but I'm like trial and error. I made something up. It didn't work. I tried it a different way and I understood it better. And like mm-hmm. I went back and I read more things and then I curated it to it made sense. Like when I teach, like people often are talking down to you or talking at you. Yes. I like to talk to people. So if I'm teaching, if I'm doing college speaking engagements, which you can book me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm on the stage, but I'm, I'm sitting on the stage or I'm walking. Yeah. Because the way that our, the structure of the classroom even set up is set up is, authority and those under authority even Mm -hmm. from the position of height to the orientation Mm -hmm. of the room everything is redirected i know everything authority and the knowledge with the capital k but also we should have our own authority like we also have knowledge that is very valuable with our experiences alone i always tell people like i'm here to tell you things that i've learned but i'm also here to learn from you Sure. And like, let me get to your level because I don't want people to feel like I know everything. I don't. I start off like, hey, so I don't know everything. I don't speak for all queer black women. Um, I can tell about, excuse me, the people in my life and the conversations we've had. I can tell about my experience and I can tell you things I've read. You know what you said in, in uh, you talked about trial and error and like this doesn't work. So this is in that, though, which is a huge thing is your acceptance of the possibility of being wrong and you're you being comfortable with saying shit that might be wrong or doing shit that might be wrong and then figuring it out from there which is really hard for some people it is yeah, yeah. accountability sucks like people are allergic to it but it, it is like i'm gonna fuck up yeah we all fuck up yep. like no one is perfect when people are like oh and i'm like Stop trying to burn everyone down. Did they make a mistake? Yes. Do they? And now if you make a mistake and you're like sticking to it, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, how do I get better? Like, how do I evolve? Like, what can I do? Then we can have a conversation. If you're like doubling down, I'm like, oh, well, you can suck a dick you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Accountability and like canceling are two different things. And cancel culture is so hot right now. It's like the new cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
And but also accountability is not cancel, cult- cancel culture at the same exactly. time. No, no. But people are like, that seems like work. We're just going to say you don't exist anymore. Sure. Or they'll say it for like a minute and they'll be like, they got a new album. Yeah, out, <laughs> I was going to say, but I still enjoy their content. So <sighs> that's something I struggle gonna... with so hard on my own. I'm like, do I just, oh, yep. That's a whole other it's, conversation. It's a lot. It's, I mean, just being in general is really hard. Well, and also it's just sometimes, you know, you're like, I want to enjoy my life and I want to like watch their movie or listen to their music. And like, am I a bad person? person or a bad whatever because i'm even though i don't it's just that's a whole other conversation for another time but it's it's a struggle yeah i mean it's just hard navigating just being and then if you have trauma which again i personally don't believe that anyone has gone through life unscathed from any type of trauma people are like i'm fine i'm like oh you know therapy yeah (laughs) you may help you find a therapist i'll help you you got some process i know as soon as someone says like no i'm actually totally good i'm like oh okay so nothing i'm I'm terrified of you so so there's so you mean there's a lot is what you're saying like let's have a conversation i'm great i'm like yeah all right well you know when you're ready yeah that was one of the most beautiful, like, defining moments in my life was when I re- when I realized like everyone has a different level of trauma, different type shit. of trauma that they've gone through, and like, how can I look at somebody and dictate to them how they should respond mm-hmm. when they have a completely different backstory than me and mm-hmm. a completely different set of trauma that they've dealt with, and we're all just trying speaking different languages, trying to understand each other, and like, yeah, and just because somebody else has experienced worse trauma doesn't mean that yours is invalid and that yes. life is not, not traumatic hierarchical for you. trauma yeah because trauma is trauma we have to pause for one moment uh we've been talking a lot about people with uteruses and these uteruses need some tlc okay if we care about the ingredients and the food we eat and the beauty products that we use why shouldn't the same be true of our uterine care products well We have a company that we can ensure you that does, and it's Lola. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their uterine care products, so most of them do not. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, their pads, their liners and wipes. Um, They are so transparent and they're also 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals or cleansing agents or dyes. And let's also chat about the fact that their aesthetic is on point. I know personally I enjoy carrying around a little see-through backpack every once in a while. And I'm not a fan of that neon weird color and patterns on my old tampons. Um, Didn't give me the look that I wanted. Also, uh, to have uterine care products in my bathroom for my guests is a must and the old products I used didn't vibe with my bathroom colors you know wasn't so much what I wanted visually but uh, Lola's products are so cute and sleek and simple and modern and perfection you might as well decorate your whole house with them I love them for 30% off your first month subscription visit mylola.com and enter chatty 30 when you subscribe that's 30% off your first month subscription by by visiting mylola.com and entering chatty 30 that's chatty 30 when you subscribe you know what else i like to take care of my feet I desire that they be enveloped in something cozy and comfy but also aesthetically pleasing but where would i get that oh well 
What about the company that completely changed the reputation of socks? They took this piece of apparel no one cared about and made them something people can't stop talking about. And they're now the go-to gift for people who really want to make someone happy during the holidays. It's Stance, baby. I remember the first time I put on a pair of Stance socks. It was like, finally, the home my feet always deserved. They are so comfy and high quality. So high quality, in fact, they're the official on-field sock of the MLB. And on top of all that, they have so many fun designs and cool collaborations like their NBA and MLB collections, Star Wars, The Office, Elf, Step Brothers, Metallica, Pulp Fiction, and so many more. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but I find holiday shopping truly painful, but Stance is a great go-to gift for so many people in your life. Everyone loves Stance socks, and with all their designs, they truly have something for everyone. You can get a pair for your dad, your brother, your niece, your nephew, your mom, your neighbor, your tax attorney. I don't know, and I don't care who you give them to, because I know whoever you give them to will love them. This brand not only feels good on your feet, it also makes your heart feel good, too. From their annual support of Socks for Heroes, which sends fresh socks to deployed military that badly need them, to collabs that they've raised money for clean water initiatives in Africa, to California wildfire victims, to breast cancer awareness, and their annual sponsorship of the World Adaptive Surf Championship. It's awesome to see how much Stance always gives back. And our listeners get a free pair of socks with their next order. All you have to do is go to stance.com slash chatty. That's stance.com slash chatty. I can't think of a better gift to give or get this holiday than Stance Socks. Take that guesswork out of holiday shopping. Stance makes gifting easy and everyone will be happy. Stance.com slash chatty for all your holiday needs and free socks with purchase. Can we talk about um, consent and also just the idea of when we're talking about um, sexual assault? I'm, I'm when we're, you're saying that so many of it or so many um, incidences are because of or uh, revolved around people that know each other. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, including myself, um, have gone through situations where they don't consider what happened to be assault Mm -hmm. because it was someone that they knew or were dating Mm -hmm. or, you know, married to even married to married to. Yeah. Rings do not count for consent. Yeah. That's also a reminder. Ooh. (sighs) Yeah. You felt that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Because people are like, well, we're married. Uh-huh. Well, just thinking about this the cri- paper. Thinking about the Christian church, like um, your your body is mine and my body is yours. Like, um, no. No, mine is mine and yours is yours. Mm-hmm. We could share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you a little sample. <laughs> but no. Mm-hmm. But if talking about what consent and like being in relationships, it it's hard, right? Because a lot of us are like, well, was it? Or did I? Yeah, sure. Because again, we often gaslight ourselves. We will talk ourselves out of things if it possibly puts us in like an uncomfortable space. And having people around you and people are like, well, don't you know them? Mm. Well, are you sure that's what happened? Because then other people add to your gaslighting. It's like a circle of fuckery. Um, but even like, again, with marriage, when you're talking about that, no is no. Like even silence is not a yes. Mm-hmm. Yes is yes. Fuck yes is Yes you know what? I'm into this. That could be a yes. But also with consent, you are allowed to opt in and opt out at any time. Yep. You are also allowed to change the levels of it of any time. And again, that's why I would say boundaries and consent are like BFFs mm. because I'm like, yesterday, I liked that thing you did near my butt. Today, I'm, I'm good. Keep it away from me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Maybe ask again later. 
because it can evolve and change. But what doesn't change is no. Mm-hmm. No doesn't change. Even if it's a yes, then a no. Even if someone's like, this is how I like to play. No. Okay. Well, let's, let's have a conversation of what this means. Yeah. Like people are scared to have conversations because it may not be what they want. Mm. Cool. Conversations are scary. Uh, confrontations are scary, mm-hmm. but it's also scary to lose your own autonomy and be in a situation that you feel like you're not in control. Very yeah. scary. It's it's just so wild because of, especially, you know, Becca and I have both talked about the fact that we are, we were raised in uh, Christian homes and obviously, hi, Cal Baptist oh. <laughs> alumni friend, um, that there is such a level of obligation mm-hmm. that so many femmes feel. Well, and it's like you're told kind of that, especially in a relationship, you owe this to somebody. So just having gone through processing just recently where you're like, and so many things have been then flooding, I know personally in my brain going, oh my God, how many times did I was I in a situation when I was like casually dating someone or whatever that it was a no and it was I did not mm-hmm. give consent and it just happened and it just happened because mm-hmm. I felt the obligation and I felt the pressure and said well we're we're date we're kind of dating each other so like mm-hmm. I mean I it's not it's not assault right it can't be yeah and I just want to add in even just like outside of the religious communities I know it's very dominant there but our whole all of our sexual oh, of culture of says course. um says that this is what you and and this is what you owe even not even sexually but how you owe men and people to even present your body mm-hmm. you know and this is yeah this is what you owe and and even the way just thinking of how a lot of men speak about sex and you know blue balls and well we talked about doing this and all that kind of stuff it happens all the time you have a hand right yeah you can you're good you've been masturbating by yourself for quite some time right before you met me yeah i'm pretty sure you've done that plenty i believe so you didn't I'm have sure sex for fine. 15 or 16 <laughs> yeah. years of your life so first. you're a pro with left right lube <laughs> yeah, exactly. great yeah yeah and it's it's scary and it's scary because we i've been in these situations multiple mm-hmm. times and you're like oh okay well if i don't then then they'll break up with me and then this and then and then it's like right, they're gonna talk to their friends they're gonna tell their friends yeah. and then they're gonna lie and say i did it anyway so then i might as well just do it mm-hmm. but then oh i'm uncomfortable or even just like i like him and i like i want him to keep like like mm-hmm. you know because i have a lot of men when i have this conversation with them they're like well like did you feel like there was a threat of violence and i'm like no you just can't you don't understand and you're like, yes, also saying. a little bit always <laughs> i mean also sure. a little bit always. Ex- just ex- yeah existing yeah. um yeah. but it's, it's something that sometimes is difficult to describe to someone that maybe hasn't ever, ever experienced that. And it's something that m- most women have. Mm-hmm. Most femmes, mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah. It's just like our bodies are looked at as like a space of consumption mm. at all times. Like, oh, look, is that a bikini? You wore that for me? No, bitch, I wear this for <laughs> me because yeah. I finally feel comfortable in it. And now you ruined it. Yeah, thanks. I'm <laughs> Thank go you. Or you're just walking down the street. Like mm-hmm. I've been catcalled. And I'm like, I just was trying to get some ice cream. It's hot. Mind your business. I'm trying to mind mine. Mm -hmm. But it's like people make it so uncomfortable. But then I go back and forth and I'm like, is this how people have just been created and curated? Right? Like 
masculinity is bullshit. Like the, the way that people are brought up is bullshit. Like you're supposed to take it from them. If they say no, that means yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like if you're taught that, like how do you, when do you know to unlearn that? If you don't have good people in your life or good people in your space that yeah. are like, mm-hmm. that's awful. And if you're constantly in locker rooms and you are going, trying to like one up each other and, and like continue to gaslight and like that abuse in there, like it's also abusive in there of why aren't you doing this? Oh, you're a pussy. Yeah. Also, pussies are strong. So let's stop making it seem <laughs> yeah, like a bad please. thing. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there's so much like to- toxic masculinity is real. Mm-hmm. it's real and so it's like how do we continue to do better and i'm tired of people like trying to teach women how to not get raped how oh, about yeah, go take a self-defense oh, yeah. class oh my god i am so fucking tired of like well wh- i'm like okay. maybe i don't want to learn krav maga <laughs> honestly <laughs> i don't feel like it i just want to go down the street and <laughs> i like to walk outside but i don't feel safe walking outside well you know women with ponytails get assaulted more because they can oh pull on your po- i was like just like, yeah. Well, how about we teach people? Because again, and I say people because anyone can be an assaulter, any gender, any however you mm-hmm, identify, mm-hmm. you can be an assaulter. How about we teach people not to be shitty humans? How about we teach people what consent and boundaries are? How do we teach people to listen? How do we teach people to also self-soothe so you don't feel like you need other people to take care of yourself? How do we teach people? When I say comprehensive sexual educator, it's because I'm not just talking about sex. Right. I'm talking about what are your feelings when you're going through these changes? Like, what is your thought process? Let's teach you communication skills. People are always like, oh, you talk about that? I have a sex after trauma class and they get in and they're like, woo. And I'm like, oh my God, welcome. So we're going to go ahead and talk about sex about this much. Let's talk about boundaries mm-hmm. and verbiage and how to say yes and no. And people are like, what the? Oh, I needed this. Hold on. Let- yeah. You tricked us. And I was like, (laughs) you just didn't read all of it. (laughs) But it's true. Like, we need to learn all of these skills. And why the fuck aren't we taught this in school? I'm taught about some old ass history that y'all lied about anyway. (laughs) No, for real. It's like watching some scary ass birth video that's going to like scar people. But that's the goal. Right. Because abstinence. Yeah, of course. Because we all, you know, clearly abstinence works. It does. If that's what you want. Right. But also teach people because most people are going to fornicate at some point. I love the word fornicate. Uh, my friends are always like, stop it. And I'm like, <laughs> never, never. I love it. But like people are going to fornicate at some point. Yeah. yeah. Teenagers and kids are having sex younger. And also safe sex goes beyond condoms and birth control. Again, mm-hmm. talking, communication and sex should be pleasurable. Why aren't we talking about pleasurable things so everyone's happy and teaching them about lube so no one gets goddamn injuries <laughs> and birth control and like how to be comfortable with their own bodies. Mm-hmm. But no one wants to talk about that stuff. So, you know. Yeah, it is pretty wild. Like just the idea of like thinking about, I don't know, did you have sex ed classes sure. at your school? Yeah, I didn't. I went through I sex didn't have any at times. all. Where'd you go? Zero. That sounds illegal. That is Zero. illegal. Did you go to like a private school or a mm-hmm. Christian? Uh, they do what they want. They do what they want. Aren't no, you, no you're, still, you're still mandated by curriculum. No, I can tell you this right now. It's an option. Well, yeah. the parents can opt out, but it's, isn't it a, it's a curriculum standard. It's California, an option. It's, it is a California law, but mm-hmm. who is checking for it to be? Oh, okay. 
actually so basically at my school they said we have we offer a sex ed class and if you'd like to go during whatever period you may now i was like i'm interested but the quote on the only people who actually went were quote unquote the sluts this is how how they all it was fucking labeled because shame is real exactly and so it's like if you show you up it. in that class that must mean that you're all over the place you should have been and like you're gonna i'm trying to please my husband <laughs> exactly. and our bond between the lord that's why i'm going to this class <laughs> obviously <laughs> get prepared for what you're pushing me to exactly. how about that <laughs> but it's but it's just was so crazy so it's like there were a few people yeah. maybe a handful of people ended up going into this sex education class and i remember like asking one of the girls afterwards who was you know just bold and i was just god i wanted to be more like her and she just went in and was like yeah i want to know so she went in and she came back and told me and it was yeah it was just a whole fright fest like this is horrifying yeah, sex ed is bullshit by the and way and, and not even, when i teach it it's, it's fun it's, yeah <laughs> it's not frightening it's just not informative like no. that was my experience in school it was just like not it was just like it's like here's how you mean put, girls here's how you put on a con this is like what i experienced here's how you put on a condom like and and they don't even talk about like if you're going to talk about sex clinically and boringly, at least talk, <laughs> tell women about what time of the month they can get pregnant and why they fucking have their period. Right. You know, the amount of women I knew at 17 or 18 that thought you get pregnant on your period, like, and don't, didn't mm. even, uh, were never taught the concept of ovulation or white or the, or let's talk about how there's four stages and there's the follicular phase and the mm-hmm. ovulatory st- phase. And like, we're not taught if we're going to, no. if we're, we're not even getting clinical. They don't want us to know too much about our bodies. Honestly. No, no. And, and the uh, the private school that I went to, they didn't even talk to you about putting a condom, how to put a condom on. They it want was, you to use one because exactly. you're not going to do it. It was literally like you you wrote, you filled in the abstinence the pu- thing the afterwards. Contract. The purity contract afterwards. You did a purity contract? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, me too. Got it. Got yeah. purity yeah. ring. <sighs> yes. And I am still wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the next it on. Daughters, don't ask about the that. The next okay? season of Trauma Queen is the Trauma and Religion. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh. we won't be till 2020. But I'm gonna call y'all. Yeah. Hey y'all. We do a podcast. <laughs> Experts. <laughs> wow. We yeah. know all about abstinence and yes. religious drama mm-hmm. with your babies. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Babies. Yeah. 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 I'm calling y'all. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. See you in 2020. Yeah. Anal, so you're still a virgin expert. Uh, oh, you know. Yes. All that Have shit. you seen that song uh, with Holland Oates where they're talking about anal? What? Uh, I'm sorry. You better YouTube. <laughs> we're gonna YouTube it before I leave. Wait. It's it's I don't know. It's someone showed it to me and it's like these two women and you're like, oh, and it's basically about how like you're saving your virginity if you do it in the butt. No, wait, no, wait. A Hall and Oates song? No, it's what like a, a fuck. It's like a remake. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, it's definitely the two thousand. You're like, do you know about that Hall and Oates song? I'm like, what? Is this a remix? No, I'm gonna show you before we leave. Because the first time I saw it, I was like Oh, that's this is the best thing I've ever seen. And it's literally just about like, I'm still a virgin, but yeah. go on my butt. Also, no lube, because then I didn't pre-think about it. Like, no, no, don't put oh things in your mouth that lube. Oh, my God. Ah! Like, oh, no. We we have had the conversation. Like Your face is not moved. No, you it's okay? horrifying. Just thinking about like anal without lube. Right. Oh, not self-lubricating like. and even those sometimes are not always yes i say lube all the time water-based lubes are great Mm -hmm. because vaginas aren't faucets they don't always stay flowing you know yep absolutely (laughs) yep especially post baby for me 
post baby, uh-uh. post trauma. Yeah. It's real. I'm working on a workbook right now because I'm, uh, as I told you when I walked in, I'm overwhelmed. I have a workbook coming out this week um, about body trauma. Okay. So it's domestic violence, sexual assault. And I, it was miscarriages, but I changed it to medical trauma. Mm. Okay. Because yes. of different coverances of like how it sits in your body. And like that happens. I actually just taught a class also, um, a sex and sobriety class. I'm working with a sobriety college. Wow. And it's like, I'm sober and my body is different. I feel like I'm not as lubricated. I'm like, bodies also change and evolve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Remember Orgasms you were 20? Change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in my thirties now. She doesn't do the same thing that she used Mm-mm. to do, you know? Mm-mm. Like, and that's a part of it. Like we change, we evolve and there's nothing wrong with using lube. I guarantee you're going to have a better time. Yeah. yeah. Regardless. Yeah. We've, t- we've talked before about how there's just such a strange like lube shaming. Oh yeah. Like you're not wet enough on your own. Mm-hmm. So like there's something wrong mm-hmm. with that. And like, I remember I didn't lose, use lube for so long because of that. And then the first time I tried it, I was like, fuck everyone who ever said that. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, I am actually pretty. <laughs> you're like, this is I am enjoying so much better. Oh, yeah, the pressure to be wet. When oh, you, my God. Then I'm, now like, I dried up. Now yeah. I'm the Sahara. Now what, are you, what would you like to do? It's like when a guy says, like, are you going to come? <laughs> <laughs> or like, are, have you come Did you yet? come? Did, Did you, you come? do it? <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I guess that's not, I hate just, you. That's not just men but that's no but don't ask people don't ask did you do it yet Mm -hmm. i did we know you did (laughs) i heard you great i'm aware you can support me still yeah hey still here (laughs) support me like that (laughs) you were howling i I don't need to i'm great whatever you spoke for a second about medical trauma which is also Mm -hmm. so interesting and that's something that i i was only recently uh, started began to be educated on and like you know, even like when you're pregnant or about to give birth, your doctor should be asking before they check your cervix. Yeah. Someone cannot Putting just their hands put in your their, body. It doesn't matter if they're your fucking doctor. <sighs> no. They need your consent before they touch you, before they make a medical decision for you. You always yeah. have the right to autonomy over your body. Doesn't matter if you're giving birth, having a pap smear, whatever the fuck. That is your body and you make the rules Always. Mm-hmm. There's Always. so many stories of women being like, I woke up and someone's hand was inside of me and while I'm at the hospital or they cut me where I did not want to be cut or they gave me a C-section and they didn't have to, but they decided to like that is body trauma. Mm. Miscarriages are body trauma that things happen. And a lot of times, not all the time, miscarriages can happen because of domestic violence mm. or sexual assault. So that's why I put mm. them all together. Um, actually, my therapist was like, what about we say medical trauma? And I was like, you know what? Love that. Yeah, I love yes, that. This is Look why I you. pay you. Yeah. I was like, I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> I'm thinking when you're talking about the medical trauma and, and, and the dynamic of like someone having their hand inside you and you not. Yeah. Um, what about like child, like small children? Mm-hmm. What about consent in that way? And medically, I'm thinking about like when I've taken my daughter and she has to like, you know, they think that she has a UTI and they're checking like all around her and and how do you handle that with like a small child i think that's the tricky part because yeah. babies can't consent to things yeah um and i think as a, a parent that's when you have to step in because mm-hmm. technically we're not allowed to give consent until we are over the age of 18 which i'm like bullshit bullshit that's great right but a toddler and a baby yeah like you you are now that person that has to advocate for them mm-hmm. so it's kind of like 
it's not about them not being able to it's maybe them not having the verbiage to do it and you checking and be like okay so this is what's going to happen like are you okay and like having a conversation so at least they know it's coming right right yeah and same when you're doing that yourself too so when you're changing a diaper or like washing during bath time now i i I, i've actually seen a lot of conversation about this on the internet with different instagrams i follow and all that and i have heard people say you know like you should be asking for your consent even when you change a child's diaper which like you know you got a two if you've ever had a two-year-old you're like may i change your diaper and they're like throw their shit that may not always be realistic <laughs> but i think even like as as early as you can i've been trying to do this with my them. daughter make eye contact with them and mm-hmm. say i'm going hey i'm going to touch you know i'm going to touch you right now and change your diaper and like yeah. instead of it just being this subconscious thing where you're in a rush and you're just mm-hmm. like doing it and touching them and all of that like make a conscious effort yeah. to like connect with your child yes. and like yeah. establish that yeah. kind of like trust i think that's that's the best thing like people act like kids don't know what's going on like <laughs> And I, there's actually, I was listening to a podcast and my friend and I were talking about this. The good thing is most of my friends are therapists. So I'm like, yes. Um, but we were talking about how kids, and there's different conversations right now, how kids are still so mo- the most connected. Like they yes. still, just because they may not have verbiage, just like trauma, they still know what's going on. They still feel it and they remember it. Mm-hmm. Ask them. Like they're still humans. They still have like an idea. They still have thoughts. Again, we were talking about like little kids sometimes talking to my goddaughter i'm like you are smarter than both your uncles combined (laughs) you're five (laughs) wow because they know and they're also so pure that the world hasn't destroyed them yet that's why i love little kids so much i'm like look at you little kids and elder people zero fucks on both ends yeah i love (laughs) they're just like what's a filter i hate your face okay um can we talk about this? <laughs> Can you explain to me why? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is crazy how tuned in they are, though. I know my daughter, and this was maybe like a year ago. She was just like barely three. She was at daycare and she normally like she'll chat with me when she gets home about, you know, whatever. But she had the awareness that as a three-year-old, she was in a situation where she was at her daycare and there was it's typically like all um, women who work there. And there was a man who just started working there and he changed her diaper mm-hmm. because they didn't have, they typically would have the women do it, but they were like short a few hands. And she came home and she told me. really, mm-hmm. And she goes, mommy, Mr. Such and such changed my diaper. And I was like, and I'm asking her, I'm like, okay, how did you feel? And she was like, I didn't like it. And so then it's like, okay, so I'm just go and just to be able to know like, okay, this is something that my daughter's aware of already and aware to tell you, aware about, to tell fantastic. me, which is, and that's, I, you know, you, you try to be like, okay, ask her questions constantly. Yeah. <laughs> She's a, a big like talker, yeah. but aware of enough. You can go to the school and be like, Hey, don't want to cause a stink over here. But my daughter is not comfortable with this and I'm not comfortable with that because she is not comfortable with that. So that's just not going to happen anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also said, I'm also sure that this is maybe something that I would talk to the other parents about as well, because this isn't something that necessarily all the parents know that's happening. And that I'm sure some of them would not be comfortable with. So you're going to have to email all of them. Yeah. And ask, but it's like, if they're having conversations with your kids, right. Um, 
is the best thing. Like I, again, I, I teach adolescents sometimes. Sometimes I'll do like private schools. Mm-hmm. I will do, hey, we got 20 kids together. Will you come teach them? Sure will. It's in the living room. Great. I love <laughs> living rooms. Like I've taught in the most interesting spaces, but it's like asking kids and allowing them to mm. have that conversation, but also having the conversation with your kids is building a relationship. When people are like, yeah, I'm not going to ask him. I'm not going to, I'm just going to let it happen. Maybe they'll never tell you because they may mm-hmm. not feel safe enough to tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even being like, okay, letting the conversation happen versus, okay, well, what? And being aggressive, right. they're going to shut down. Right, right. Little kids have anxiety, mm-hmm. just like yes, our older asses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, anxiety is something that I also think most people have. Mm-hmm. Different levels of it, but it's real. But like having these conversations younger allows them to feel like they can trust you with the bigger things. Mm-hmm. When they're like, okay, so mom, I think I'm ready to have sex. Okay, let's talk about it now. Thank <laughs> right? you for coming to me versus, no, you're not. We're not going to have this conversation. Right. They're going to do it anyway. They just told you they're ready to do these type of things. You shutting them down, maybe you'll have a granddaughter next year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a grandbaby. I don't know. But having the conversations, again, allows for the trust. Which, by the way, you have to trust your child enough to that they can handle it at a probably an earlier age than you think and especially now with social media with the interwebs oh yeah and i talked about this on instagram a couple months ago but i really think it's important like we do not give kids enough credit Mm -hmm. for and because anything because we are projecting our internalized bullshit about sex onto our kids. Mm-hmm. And so when we're saying that a, like a four-year-old isn't old enough to, to talk about like birth or like how a baby is conceived, we are projecting shame, internalized discomfort, all this kind of stuff onto the kid. Mm-hmm. And the kid doesn't have that until you give that to no. them. No, my goddaughter, oh, her little cute self, is a humper. <laughs> okay and relate she, i relate she, we finally gave her verbiage and she was like oh no i like this you like to hump mm-hmm. okay great and also if you don't feel comfortable having the conversation find someone in your life that you trust to have the conversation apparently it's me um and so i get all the tell yes! her what you did go yes! ahead and talk to her and i'm yes! like what happened you got naked in the backyard and start touching yourself okay great so you're the what safe if, auntie by the I way love, I love i'm like what if we did that in our room. Her old, This was her older sister. She was like, ah, okay. Never happened again. So this one was like, I like to hump everything wherever. I'm like, we're watching a movie. This is not the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we were in her older sister's room, the one that used to get naked in the backyard. Um, and she was like, Luna, can you just like not do this in my room? And she's like, why not? <laughs> I'm like, Okay, I'll tag in. I was like, well, she, you know, she just doesn't want that to happen in here. You have a room. If that's, is that what you want to do right now? Yes. I said, first of all, don't get an attitude. Okay, yeah. I, will, I will fight you. I'm like, why don't you just go to your room and do it? Ugh, fine. Went to her room, came back and was like, I'm done. I was like, great. Did you enjoy yourself? Great. And also your sister just doesn't want that in her space. You have yeah. a space. You have the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But like we normalize it and it's like, it's something you like to do. It's pleasurable. I get it. Me too. And right. I too like a good hump every now and again. But 
not shaming her is going to allow her to have conversations with mm-hmm. us later. And also having mm-hmm. that conversation gives her is a model for her. So if someone's doing something in her space or in her presence, she doesn't want to feel comfortable. Oh, with, and she, she will has tell the you. right yeah. to be like, <laughs> she will. no, go. Mm-hmm. Which is like awesome. having conversations. Just I don't care how old they are. Mm-hmm. Like if they can say words to you, say some words back. Like having actual conversations with children is how they learn words yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Instead, gaga goo goo, we never did that. I'd be like, hey, little girl, come here. Yes. Yeah. She's two. Uh huh. She looked at me. We're here. We're yep. now talking. Yeah. We're now engaging. Yep. Like, no, you don't walk out the gate and like five year old. So let's talk about penis and vaginas. But also, you can. Sure. Yeah. Right? In, like, in fact, it's actually been shown that if you teach children the proper names for their genitals, then if some, God forbid, sort of sexual assault happens, they will be able to describe. Yep. So, so I'm, someone was saying that their their child refers to everything as their butt. Nope. No, but here's the thing. If someone says, you touched my butt, Mm-mm. what is Which it? Butt? Is it dad brushing, like brushing you along to get in the car and mm-hmm. touches your mm-hmm. butt? Or is it someone touching mm-hmm. your vulva? Right. Or your private, you know, or like people are like, we'll call it a cookie. No, no. my best friend was no. like adamant. She was like, everyone else in the family's mad. She was like, we're not teaching cookies in here. Oh, I need to yeah. teach them if someone touches your vagina inside or your vulva, I need to know who to fight. Yeah. Not if they took your oh, cookies. Oh, no, we had, we got into, <laughs> my family and I kind of got into an altercation verbally <laughs> the other day because yeah. my little one was just kind of like, my vagina hurts, you know, whatever. Yeah. And she said something and, and, and my mom was like, did you just say vagina? And I'm like, well, yes, because she it is her vagina. And she, my mom was just all like, you should just tell her to call it her privates. Da, 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 da. And I said, I'm going to tell you something, mom, you raised me calling them my privates. And there's something, at least for me, that felt shameful about that mm-hmm. because sure. it was private. It yeah. you wouldn't it's even for say the no name one. But yeah, exactly. I can't even speak it. It's like Voldemort. Like you can't say <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, she will be calling it vulva vagina. That's what she's going to call it. And my mom was like, how are the parents at school? If she says it, cause you know, she's been running around talking about it lately. My great. vagina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's not out here flashing. And I'm like, well, that's the other parents <laughs> shit to deal with. If that's there, this is my kid. Like, I'm sorry, but it's, it's real. The kickback is real. I mean, Some it's people a don't. good thing. Yeah. For for all my parents, some of the sex shit I went through, thankfully, my mom, like with my brother, it was like scrotum, penis, anus, like, and that makes people uncomfortable, but it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And and knowing your parts gives you power. There's adults, mm-hmm. again, we were talking about this. Adults don't know the difference between a vulva and a vagina. Yeah. They're like, I got a what? <sighs> Do you know your clitoris is? No. Okay. Like, and it's so not many. their fault. Yeah. No. Or your perineum? Like, do people know where the perineum is? Do. (laughs) I mean, I do, but it took a while. Probably since like, I mean, talk about it. Yeah, it was it was a Google Fest. I remember when I got my first laptop, and I was like, ah, I'm discovering everything. I I also talk about oftentimes just with all all the things in the world. Like, are we still choosing ignorance Mm -hmm. because we have so many options to research? That's what I tell people all the time. My Google is free like your Google. Yep. So you have no excuse. Yeah. Like if you're like, what is this? I'm going to ask. No, no, no. You're going to ask Google? Don't ask me necessarily. <laughs> right. Unless Try Google first. Unless here's my PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here is my fee. Let's talk. But it's true. Yeah. It is true. Can like, you talk about that for a second? Because I know people get yeah. upset when, when 
people, educators, ask Ooh. for compensation on their time. Yes, let's and listen. Let me get comfy. <laughs> have a whole rant please preach on please preach i want to hear i want to hear um people are like well i i had to go off Mm. one day stretch my fingers got my laptop out through my phone got my laptop out got on (laughs) oh shit (laughs) because i'm people are constantly like well i don't understand why you don't do this work for free and i was like what was the first part of that work Mm -hmm. i have been in school we just talked about a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. That ain't free. All the education and the footwork that I've done to know all these things, none of that was free. My time's not free. Learning that the books weren't free. Mm-hmm. Those professors that maybe half-assed it, they also weren't free. Like, why not? Or even if you haven't taken school, your time spent researching on the computer. Exactly. Your yeah. time spent Self-taught. processing you through your own experiences. It wasn't free. No, Mm-mm. the stress, the anxiety. My therapist ain't free. <laughs> like None of this is free. So why do you just assume? Right. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And you showing up and being like, I get it all the time in my DMs. I also, fun fact, I don't run my Instagram all the time. Sometimes I'll check my DMs and all the stories I post. Everything else I don't do because it's so much. Yeah. Um, but you should pay people. Like you go to drive throughs you go get massages, you do all these things. You pay to go to the doctors. You don't just call up a doctor like, hey, I got some questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can Why you just you check this out? Can you right. This like you're doing place. a good work. Why not just share it with everyone mm-hmm. without, without Nothing requiring? Is free. Pay- Let's yeah. be realistic. Even if it's not financial comp- compensation, nothing is free. Mm-hmm. And people do get upset. I have been into verbal altercations you said yes Yes. uh verbal altercations with individuals are like well i think you should do it for free and i'm like that is so great that you think that Mm -hmm. that is an opinion of your own if you feel called to that why don't you do it for free and you can put in the work and time and energy and effort that i do people people also be like well i feel like you're abusing this abusing what abusing my knowledge abusing that i'm actually one of the people that can do the work because there's people that say i do these things but when it comes down to it you can't hold the space Mm -hmm. for other people or yourself right so pay people for the work that they're doing it's not hard you pay for bullshit all the time trust me you go into a target (laughs) i guarantee you're gonna walk out of there like shit I'm going to use it one day. Yeah, exactly. You do that often. You're oh, <laughs> a pile. And, of- and you know what? It's, it's like you pay for, you may be paying for convenience because people maybe could access the information mm-hmm. elsewhere, but they don't want to figure it out. Just like I could look up songs on YouTube and get them for free, but instead I'd rather pay for a Spotify subscription so it's right on my phone where I want it. Mm-hmm. And that's right. the same with your Instagram. You're curating all of this knowledge yeah. into one space. And that's and a service. And I do so much. Here's the thing, my other argument I do so much free shit. My motivational Mondays, those are all like mental health things. The self-care stuff, that's all mental health stuff. That's all free. I create content that's free. I do the podcast. Every season is a different type of trauma. Each person on there is a different person. There are three resources at the end of every episode. It is also transcribed. So if you can't specifically hear it or you have something, you can do it that way. Like, Get the shit out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like I do so much that's free, but also I have bills to pay and this is what I've chosen to do my work. And you clearly think that I'm good at what I do because you keep showing up. Yes. You're asking me to do it. And you're mad that it's not, yeah, you're mad that it's not free because you want it. But it's so wild because even when I've done what I've called office hours and it was a dollar a minute, Mm -hmm. people are like, wow. 
<sighs> and you're like, do you know how much this <laughs> normally If costs? I raise it to like 125 an hour, people are like, okay, well, I think, but it's the psychology of if you charge more, it must be worth it. Mm-hmm. But then, then you still have the people that are arguing. Like, it's so tricky, but pay people for their fucking worth. Yeah. Because they didn't just wake up with this knowledge. I don't know anyone that's just been like, brain scientist i think this is it i know things i'm gonna write a book like i i love gray's anatomy that's fake but there are real surgeons and if they were just like i'm gonna follow this script no no like you go to school to learn and you're paying for people that are professionals that have done the work for you to keep you safe because again it's at the tip of your fingertips you don't have to do it right but it's a constant argument and also what is an expert it's actually just i think it's defined by this certain amount of time that you've spent studying that word freaks me out still why people are like i i mean i'm a self-sabotager fun fact i'm a self-sabotager and uh, my best friend is drowning myself that's like i'm like "Mm, imposter syndrome hey girl oh okay yeah so like so you hear the word expert i'm like and you're like uh expert (laughs) (laughs) it hurts it took me a long time to even call myself um a sex educator (sighs) but then it pisses me off when people pop up and they're like i'm a sex educator and i'm like i know you're like no no never mind i am an expert expert (laughs) isn't that a funny thing i had a uh, yeah (laughs) i had a friend yeah oh so you feel me you know it gets put in the instagram bio all of a sudden and you're like you're like interesting you're like I'm scrolling like bitch this win Uh uh-uh and I'm mad because it I'm like yes it took me a long time to do it but also I've been doing this for a long time Mm -hmm. and you're just like you know what I think I think I'm going to be a sex educator great we need more I support that but not after you listen to love line for like five (laughs) seasons no you are not gonna do this Shout out to Chris, the host of Loveline. But no. Love. We keep talking about Loveline for some reason. It got brought up. Literally yesterday we were talking about Loveline. I don't know why. I mean, I, it's changed so much. Yeah, I was an OG, OG Loveline listener. I was too. Dr. Drew. <laughs> but also Dr. Drew is problematic. Yeah, no. And shitty. Why is, uh, I don't know anything about Dr. Drew. Why is <sighs> he says a lot of things that you're like, no. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like with sexual assault, he's definitely not the best person to speak to at no. all. And then his uh, co-host used to be Adam Carolla, who was very funny, but also very problematic. <laughs> and then his following co-host, you'd be like, bitch, where are y'all finding these trash <laughs> white men uh, that also speak from a white man perspective sure. called yes. privilege? Yes. Welcome to privilege. Yes. Yeah. It just would be shitty. And it'd be like, well, and then it'd be... I'm getting frustrated again. <laughs> um, but like talking about like trauma, like wasn't his specialty. Uh-huh. And he would, it would be like shamey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, bitch, you know what? Let's not talk about this anymore. No. Like I would turn it there off. There was a lot of problems, but my, my conservative ass self who had like no like lifeline. I'd like sit in my car late at night and be like, oh my God, something I can listen to hearing about sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably learned some false narratives. I mean, from it's just like one. Dr. Ruth, who's an OG. Mm hmm. How do I not know about this? I've seen her. Dr. Ruth? She's like in her damn 80s. Oh, yeah. 
okay, one moment, because we've been chatting a lot about fems and learning about sex education, but let's get real. Sometimes our sex life feels simply unarousable and lagging life in general seems anticlimactic and a busy day, hormonal changes, some of the trauma we've spoken about or a low libido can make it hard to get things going when you feel like you need it most. The point is, Everyone deserves to experience stronger, more frequent orgasms, but sometimes we just need a little boost to elevate us to that next level, which is where O-Shot comes in. O-Shot, developed by the awesome female-run team at Omax Health, is a luxurious arousal oil that instantly heightens sensation and arousal with an all-natural blend of eight botanicals and full-spectrum CBD. Uh, Most arousal lubricants typically have just one ingredient that will provide that sensory feeling like hot or cold to stimulate arousal. Most are synthetic, have an unpleasant taste or smell, and contain chemicals and additives. Those natural botanicals that O-Shot CBD arousal oil contains provide sensory tingling and promotes multiple physiological effects to increase stimulation, circulation, arousal, lubrication, desire, and overall satisfaction. And like Beck and I have said again and again, not only do we love O-Shot because it feels great, but we also both typically are sensitive and get easily irritated when it comes to arousal oils. But with O-Shot, there has been no irritation because it's all natural, nothing but net, baby. I use it all the time. Becca and I both have it right next to our bed. Easy access. Uh, So whether you're single or looking to spice up your relationship with more satisfying sex, everyone can benefit from a more enjoyable orgasmic experience. Omax's O-Shot comes to the rescue and provides heightened sexual sensations, which can give you that instant and long-lasting satisfaction you've been looking for. And it's 100% safe and natural. Remember, go to omaxhealth.com today and enter chatty to take advantage of this incredible savings. That is omaxhealth.com and enter code chatty to get 20% off Oshot and all other Omax products sidewide. Omaxhealth.com code chatty. By the way, do you plan on like being in your 80s and keep on being it? Because I've never seen someone like over 50 be a sex educator. Oh, that I, I know have. Of. Oh, I don't. I'm probably yeah, yeah, just yeah. not as exposed to people, but I feel like not yeah, mainstream. I like drown in sex now. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? You know, I just wake up every day. Like, first of all, what day is it? Well, mm-hmm. I got that. I got that <laughs> vibe with your. I love how you're like. And then I was in this facility, <laughs> and then two months later, I was here. And I, I love that though. I feel like you're ever learning. That's one thing. So maybe should be. I mean, honestly, like I hope to have a retreat twice a year for sexual assault survivors. Oh, wait, can you talk about that? Oh my God, yes. yes. Can, can you, you plug? Please, please yes. plug away. Welcome. Yes, let me fix my boobs. <laughs> okay, so I have been, one of my big goals and dreams that I made up one day is I wanted to create a space for survivors to actually heal. Working in all these different facilities, I've worked in spaces and I'm like, this is fucking traumatic. Like people are leaving worse than they came in. Mm. And so when I say it, I'm like, no, they're like, you repeated it. I said, I know I want a space for people to heal that they can actually heal. And they're like, oh, Mm. so (laughs) I remember I first started working with my manager. We still don't know how long we've been working with each other. It's real weird. (laughs) Um, And I was like, one of the things like when we first started, I was like, these are the goals. I want to have a podcast because I actually have carpal tunnel in both my hands. And so it's easier for me to just talk. Also, yeah. storytelling yeah. is great and talking is great. You learn so much. Also, time is money. And like you can talk for an hour or you can like type for three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, someone who's been in school their whole life. Um, <laughs> and I was like, these are the things I want to do. I want to create a retreat because I feel like 
the emergent of everything at one time in a safe space is when you can actually receive information. And so this has been a thing. It's been a thing. Um, And we were talking about it last, around this time last year. In the beginning of this year, I went to a 10-day silent retreat. Hardest and scariest shit I've ever done. And you really can't talk. Where was it? Uh, I did one in Napa. Okay, I've heard, I've heard of one in Joshua Tree. Yes. I know. If, if yeah, yeah, but that one's it. always booked. Yeah, and like booked out for like years. The one in Napa shit. was beautiful though. Mm. Um, and so <laughs> that sounds like you're like, like you're like I went to this silent retreat. It was so hard. We were drinking champagne all day in Napa. <laughs> I wish. Let me tell you, vegetarian diet. Oh, you're sitting in like a room, the whole thing like this. <laughs> you're legit. Like you take your vow of silence. Mm. So really, they, it's ten days, but really it's twelve. Okay. And wow. so you're like, yes. and of course I fucked up multiple times. It was like talking to myself and then I would laugh because I was talking to myself out loud and I was like, people probably think I'm crazy. Like, it was a shit show. But the first day of the retreat of that, I made it my retreat, like everything I wanted. And I was like, okay. I was like, at first I wanted, I want 30 women. No, I want 30 femmes because I'm not the gatekeeper of what a woman is or what mm-hmm. a femme is. Um, I want it to be for femmes of color because there is a lack of support. Um, there is a lack of vulnerability because of the lack of support. And I know a lot of femmes of color do a lot of fucking labor for other people and they don't feel like they have the space or opportunity to get healing because they're too busy healing fucking everybody else. Mm. I am one of those people. Also, I curate things that I feel like I'd have needed in my life. Mm. Fun fact. And us white women have a great way of making everything about ourselves. So. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> yes. But if you find the right white women in your life, <laughs> you can win, right? Um, be, you have to be willing to like get over your own shit and be vulnerable uh-huh. and fuck up, mm-hmm. which is true. So I was like, I want this. I wanted 30 people. I was like, I need to allow people to come for free. Like, I need to make space for that. I was like, I want tracks. Yeah, I was like sitting, mind you, I'm like sitting there in my head, like, because you also can't write anything down. So I held that shit for two weeks. Whoa. Just in my head, just. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there, I'm sure, again, if anyone saw me, they'd be like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> but I was like, I want tracks. I was like, what do people need? Body forgiveness. This is also something that I, I love to do with clients. People need to learn how to love their bodies again and reconnect with them. I want a body forgiveness track. I want a mental health track. Because mental health is fucking important and it is a privilege, unfortunately. And I wanted a sex ed track because people think survivors can't have sex or be sexy. False. Look at my Instagram. My titties are out. (laughs) Um, It's true. Um, But it's true. Like these are the things we need. And then I wanted my teachers to look like the people that were coming. Mm. So all of my teachers are femmes of color. Again, femmes. I have people that are non-binary. I have folks that are trans. Like this is what my teachers look like. So are you familiar with Kamali Minter, by the way? No. So she's a, she's a tantric worker we had on our podcast before, and I've taken a course with her. She actually recently did um, a three day retreat Mm -hmm. for femmes of color specifically Mm. through about. Yeah. And she herself is a black woman. And anyway, she just did one like that. She's based in Venice. I was just wondering if you no, but about I, that, I'll find her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also hard to like find people because you're doing all this shit by yourself. Yeah. yeah. So three tracks, five days, Costa Rica. Applications go out November 20th. I am stressed. Woo! 
Uh, and will- this episode is what day is it today? It's the nineteenth. So tomorrow. Yeah, that's the timing. It's perfect. I know it's perfect timing. So yeah, tomorrow, I'm anxious. Uh, but I'm excited, right? Like this is what I've wanted. So, which by the way, do you need any kind, are you still looking for any kind of like administrative help? Cause you can put a shout out right now. And we got, we got, I got my staff, Okay, I had my staff, but we always take coins. We take funds. Okay. We are always open to receive money. How can people donate to that? Um, you can go to traumaqueen.love backslash donate. Okay. Also, I will be posting it all over. My Instagram is Jiminika, J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A. There's only one of me. Um, and per usual, we'll put yeah. all of this info in the episode notes so you guys can all. Yes. Five days, Costa Rica. Um, my staff is including myself. There's nine of us. Um, fun fact, my staff is called Hoes. Oh, love. <laughs> love. Now, <laughs> I was trying to think of like a fun name and my manager was like, Hoes. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, the fuck not. So I took it to all my teachers as I was like talking to them and interviewing them. And they were like, oh my God, I love it. And I was like, son of a bitch. So my staff is called host. You got to make it some kind of acronym for it. Well, my retreat's called Tending the Garden. Oh. And I... Hose. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I made up That's again beautiful. in my silence. I made up Tending the Garden because I feel like when you're tending a garden, it takes time. It takes love. It takes food. It takes like trial and error. And that's what it is. And I want these people to learn how to tend their own garden. And we are the hoes because hoes help support. That's beautiful. <laughs> and you can, oh, that's I'm beautiful. now, and now the metaphors are running wild. I'm like, and the elements will try to like b- b- take down your garden. Sometimes you got to like repot them. You got to redo yeah. the soil in order to like build things back yeah. up after the elements. Yeah. And that is why I wanted a retreat that was around nature. That was a sober space. Mm -hmm. um, So we could focus and healing and nature is beautiful. And then got this call from this retreat center in Costa Rica. And I was like, oh shit, I was just going to go to Big Bear. (laughs) All right. Okay. I guess we're going to Costa Rica. And it's like, people keep showing up and I'm super excited. This has been one of my dreams. And I'm like, I'm 32 some people go their whole lives not getting to actually do it. And I'm listen, I have been crying for like two weeks and I was like, I'll probably stop crying at the end of April. I don't mm. know. Maybe like, <laughs> it's just like people actually get it. Yeah. And they understand that these individuals need and deserve help. And like, I have friends that own like big sex toy companies that are like, okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and give you five grand this quarter. We give you five. You need some toys. Okay. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay yeah like i'm constantly in what the fuck that people are showing up and again we're talking about and i was like i create this thing and people are like they believe in it so now i really got to do it Mm. but it's it's been coming together and it's gonna be dope it's gonna be dope it's gonna be dope it's in like i said costa rica this this is all expenses paid for the applicants that are for so it is there's two applications okay there's a regular application. There is a $27 application fee. Um, and we are only taking 15 individuals this first round. Ooh. Yeah, I Exclusive. know. Exclusive. Yeah. Stress. If I got to read all the things and choose 15 people, I will wait list and figure it out again. You should definitely delegate that responsibility of reading those. I mean. Some I, of it. I have support. Good. My, uh, I have multiple businesses. My business partner that's based in Portland is a trauma therapist. And she's like, I'm white. Let me help. I'll do this. is The only thing I can do because you won't let me come into the retreat. And I was like, no. <laughs> I won't. She's like, I'll be quiet in a corner. Um, I said, no. <laughs> so, 
So she's going to help me go through all of these. And my therapist and I was like, I know you can't help, but what if in session I ask questions? (laughs) So I'm like, I have a team to do it. Great. But like at the retreat, I'm not teaching. I'm making sure it's a safe space and supporting and being a person. So I have my three staff. This is going to be fabulous, but (sighs) I know. I know I'm the um, mental health track, sexual sex ed track, body forgiveness. And then I have an extra therapist uh, on site and I have a spiritual person that's on site because I feel like we should believe in everything. Somebody Mm -hmm. should believe in something. You don't have to be the Lord. You can call it the universe, whatever. But like someone that is amazing. I that's done readings for me. And I'm like, all right, bitch, hold on. Um, <laughs> but also I wanted to have non-binary representation, trans representation. Yeah. Um, and then we have someone that's doing yoga because body movement every morning is important. That's, this sounds amazing. Who are you two? Who are your teachers? Okay. Okay. Let me remember everyone. You got this. So Evian is oh, doing yes. our See, body yes. forgiveness <laughs> track. Uh, Thea Monet is, is a therapist and is also working on her sex therapist stuff and she's just if you listen to her speak you're like what like she takes you out um is doing our mental health track um cindy lee uh, alvarez is doing our that sounds super sex ed track again all femmes of color uh they she them however you identify we are very focused on having people and then jessamine stanley is doing our yoga Jordy is doing our spiritual stuff and Tony Stewart is our backup support therapist. So with the backup support therapist and the spiritual person, you have to see them. Like you can't be like, yeah, I'm going to No, I'm scheduling you 15 minutes at least to sit with them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm doing this so intentionally that before you leave, I think about therapy again, my background is mental health before you leave. Um, you're going to get like a bag. You're getting a month of therapy for free through better help. You're getting toys to go home to because you can't. I don't want you to be traveling with toys because that's trauma. You know, sure, yeah. sure. You get. I'm going to curate a sheet because I feel like no one should go home without support. Um, if you have a therapist, you don't. I'm going to find you a therapist in your area. Mm-hmm. We will have all your information. I'm going to make sure that you have some type of support. It's going to be all listed out because again, discharge plans. I think therapy. You don't just let people just go without some type of support. You're mm-hmm. coming to us. And also, it's not all sad. It's not all hard work, but you will begin your ass kicked and you have to show up. But we're going to have a dance party and we're going to eat yummy foods. We're going to do an excursion like it's going to be fun, but it's also going to be work. I think this has the potential to be. I know. Life. Well, I would. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say speak out of turn, but I would love if you'd give us the opportunity to um I'm like, what do you say? To donate. I don't know either. I'm like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what is she putting out? I, I would love to to donate the money that we did the ads for for this podcast. Absolutely. To, yeah. to your, yeah. I am in the. Don't make me cry. I have to go somewhere <laughs> no, after. This is this no, is okay, so. Cry. I mean, I, that's a great. I'm idea. in the receiving season. So thank <laughs> you. No, we would like in any like yes, yeah, please, please. I mean yes. Okay. Because you're supporting. So yes, it's 20 individuals. Five of them are coming for free. So that their application fee is seven dollars versus mm-hmm. the twenty seven. It's seven dollars. Just to make sure people are serious about yeah. like what they're yeah, applying yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. yeah. But we're covering your flight. We're covering your time at the retreat. And you get all the other things too. It's not like you're coming for free. You don't get all this. No, you get everything. Because I again I understand oftentimes for folks of color, the problem is funding. 
Yeah. And you can't do it. So if there's spaces that people are like, I want to specific, like I've had people like, I want to specifically pay for a person. We put it in. Yeah. So very yes. cool. Yeah. Then well, awesome. Please, just, thanks. Okay. Where else do <laughs> people find you? This is just fantastic. Oh, this has been, this has been a yeah. wonderful episode. Um, my website, trauma queen dot love. That is the real website. Uh, <laughs> Jiminica on all the social medias because branding and your name is real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Trauma Queen, you can listen to it everywhere. We have five seasons, sexual assault survivors. Oh God, I'm so <laughs> gaslighting. The second season was gaslighting. Oh the trauma four seasons. The trauma of black femmes. Um, and the trauma within sex ed. This is fantastic. So, you have got and your the shit fifth together. Season, I know. Y'all will God. appear because I'm gonna find you. Yeah. Uh, the trauma and religion. <laughs> Welcome it's to my life. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Daily living. Well, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you, for thank you so much. Bras. And please donate. Please to donate. This yes, cause. Please support. Let's I all join together. Let's take care. <laughs> Let's make sure that everyone can go and attend, yeah. and that you can continue to do the amazing I mean, work that you're doing. Ultimately, my goal is to have enough funding and backing and everything that everyone can go for free, and we can do it at yep. least twice a year. Yep. I believe in our listeners. Let's do this. Broads, thing. go Broads. forth and do what you do. <laughs> I'm here to receive. <laughs> Prepare to receive. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, Jimmy. So, so, so much. Fantastic. And uh, Broads, chat soon. Chat soon. Chat soon.